Howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking all things hunting and in the process do our best to support small and family-owned businesses in the hunting space. Here are your hosts and resident bandits, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy folks and welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here and as always I'm joined by the Corn Bandit, Richard. How are you sir? I'm doing great, doing great. Glad awesome. to be here. Well great. Uh, yeah, well in this one uh, we're going to be talking about uh, an animal near and dear to us and yeah. by near and dear I mean a certifiable nuisance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and talk about him indirectly and directly I guess and that is the uh, raccoon uh, and as an extension you know all his uh, environment friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> see how as how the uh, coon is our mascot yeah because uh, that sob always finds your feed and that's, that's right. what we're all about you know finding right. awesome, awesome new and innovative products and services to bring to you guys our listeners we're really looking forward to this one really excited uh it's gonna be fun because uh in this episode uh, we're pleased to have joining us hayden popno owner of coonhood Coonhood is an innovative device used to prevent raccoons, along with other varmints, from accessing protein and shoot-style feeders. Their patent-pending design allows the unwanted animal's weight to lower the hood, blocking access to the feed. Genius. Yeah. Uh, when no varmints are present, the hood remains in an upright neutral position, which allows the larger intended animals to eat freely, which is what, obviously, we all want as hunters. So, yeah. uh, Welcome, Hayden, to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on awesome awesome well again like i said we're excited to talk to you and uh you're typically how we get started here is tell us about who you are uh you know where you come from and how you got started in the business yeah okay um well i grew up up in west texas in dawson county um been all over texas um for school and jobs other things and um being up in west texas we actually didn't have a deer season actually until just about I think six or seven years ago, Dawson County actually uh, invoked a mule deer season. Mm-hmm. But before that, uh, you couldn't hunt legally in Dawson County, and that's where you know I'm from. So, needless to say, I didn't hunt a whole lot as a child. Uh, jumping around from uh, all over Texas, you know, you meet a lot of people, and I came across a bunch of guys that were into deer hunting, and I kind of got interested in learning more about the business, um, and once I moved into San Antonio, we went to one of the uh, Texas Trophy Hunters Association shows. Uh-huh. And we were walking down um, around there, and we were kind of asking and I was talking about some of the different, you know, products that were out there, um, corn feeders versus protein feeders, and why this one over that one and when you could use which. And uh, needless to say, no matter who I talked to, I was talking to them about protein long enough. It didn't matter which kind of feeder. Um, they would always make a comment about raccoons. <laughs> and it kind of got me thinking that, you know, how can, you know, such a big industry have such a huge problem? Right. And and no one has come up with any kind of solution yet. So uh, it just kind of started as a, as a problem that I had in the back of my mind and um, trying to solve it. And I, and I knew that there had to have been some way that uh, – that you could adapt a feeder or have a feeder of some kind that would give the deer a bigger advantage than a coon. And so with that thought, I kind of ran with it. And one day it just kind of all came together about the concept of 
of how coons climb on top or hang from beneath the chute of having a hood that actually moves with the weight of them to close under their weight. So, in fact, they're actually shutting themselves out whenever they, uh, you know, engage the hood or, or try to crawl up and around it. Mm-hmm. And it was all about just trying to take advantage of that height mismatch between a deer and a raccoon. And it kind of started out as a just a hobby, um, kind of tinkering around with the idea of it, and I kind of talked to some people about it, and they said, man, you really might be onto something. Yeah, so you're I using the. So on for a couple of years, and um, before long, I, what came, you know, started as a hobby, turned into more of a ongoing project, and now we've actually turned it into a whole line of, of varmint guards using this whole concept of a weight actuated moving guard, and uh, just kind of seeing how the the company evolves and, and goes from here. Yeah, I mean it's it's genius, and you're using uh, something that's free to all of us uh, to your advantage. Gravity, right? <laughs> it's, right, right. It, you, when you look at it, yeah, they stand on top of it. It pushes down. And correct me if I'm wrong. And then if they're hanging from the bottom, to kind of you know use the other arm to scoop it out, I guess that pulls it down as well. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's it's all about just watching them and figuring out how they're actually getting into these feeders. And if you watch them, the majority of where they do their damage is when they can get up on these chutes and they can just reach under and dig. And raccoons, as most people know, especially with pea protein, it's, uh, they don't just take out what they can eat. They're, you know, I don't know if they're playful or if they just hate us, but <laughs> they scoop out all they can just because they can. And they're raccoons, and that's what they do. Right, so or they're smart away, enough to feed their other coon, the coons that are under there. Right, that's that too, or every other animal that's, that's out there that wants something. Right. Well, I, I was just about to say, I um, I, I just got done writing a, a little a little blog about kind of my my experiences trapping coons, um, and, and some of the pictures I have on there are of them on our outback, uh, protein feeders and. You know the little dude straddling it and just uh, and just dumping it out and and this particular picture there happens to be a coon um, down there eating you know reaping his buddy's uh, hard work there and then there's a possum down there as well uh, and you've got kind of a deer in the background going my god you know what what's going on here um, and it's just it, it as Jimmy's as Jimmy said Hayden it's just it's just a, a, an amazing product it's it's genius. Um, and one of the things that, that I talk about kind of in, the, in this trapping piece is that, you know, trapping is a, a super effective way uh, of thinning out your, your coons. Of course, you know, you, you kill 10, you know, 15 more will show up and they're just as bad as cows. But uh, the, the trapping only works when you're there. Uh, and one of the problems that I think a lot of guys experience especially ones with leases, you know, that are four and five hours away. And this is something we kind of address in that piece is, um, is you go in there and you, you set the feeder, you set the feeder up and then you, you come back in four or five months and you, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, trapping is adoption for those that and are around to do it. But most, most of our customers are, like you said, they, they go out there to the lease and the last thing they want to do is, is worrying about, kind of thin out the coon. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the big uh, big things about it is it comes down to your pocketbook, right? So yeah. uh, there's two issues there. You got a lot of guys that have, I think, you know, they'll have a lease where they're driving, you know, a good amount of distance, you know, from where they where they live to get out there. So they're loading up all, all their gear, but they're also loading their trucks up with, 
you know, bags and, and things of that nature, you know, to go fill their protein feeders up. And they go out there, they do all the work to fill up the feeder. They go back, what, a month or, I don't know, maybe two months later or something like that, thinking, well, if, they're I, if they're lucky. And I was like, I want to top that feeder off so I don't take nearly as much out there. And, and then you get there and it's like, your feeders are <laughs> way down below where you anticipated them being. And then you check your game camera. And what do you find on there? You know, it's what we were just describing. Those those coons in there almost every night just scooping it out. You know, and that's... Yeah. Yeah, that, that eats into your pocketbook, I get You know, I mean, big time. Yeah, definitely. You know, feeding protein from the get-go, and I tell everybody, it's it's an investment, you know, and you've got to be willing to to actually put the money into it to see the results. Uh, and then the last thing people want is to realize that their investment isn't going to what they thought you know, they were investing in. It's not going to the big bucks and it's not going to, to grow on these trophy deer. It's going to, it's going to grow in some really big coons. Uh, trophy coons. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Trophy I mean, coons. No one's interested in hunting trophy coons. Right. Season, so. Well, you know, there, there is one there. You, you, you may be out of business. Hayden, if the, if the coonskin cap market comes oh, right, back, right. You know, <laughs> people are going to want to feed these things, you know, <laughs> That's but I, I, I don't foresee it coming back, although I, I, I have one as a kid when I made my uh, first trip to the Alamo, and I really wouldn't mind one now. I'd be actually kind of cool. It's kind of cool. But, yeah, with the coon hoods, it's great because, you know, if you're not out there to trap and you're not out there to go hunt and thin out the coon herd, you know, with the coon hoods on, it's kind of a leave-it-and-forget-it thing, and they take care of themselves. And when you come back, um, you know, if you are one of the ones that have a game camera on your protein feeder, you find that they've given up the majority of the time. And those that haven't given up spend the whole night fighting and get very little out of the. the really? Yeah. Now, okay. So, so, so you, you've actually seen them give up. That's something I'd never, I, I, I never even thought possible. I just figured they would just keep going at it until well, infinity. They just keep going at it. But, but you, you saying you've actually seen them give up. Yeah. And I've, I've had, many customers that have attested the same thing that wow. within a few weeks of just fighting it, you know, because raccoons are just like any other wild animal and they're going to go to the easiest food source they can get. Once they oh, find yeah. it, they're not going to leave. There's no reason oh, yeah. to it. So with the coon hoods on, the little handfuls they can get here and there by fighting it, it, it doesn't matter because it's no longer the easiest food source. Right. Um, oftentimes your neighbor's feeder is the easiest food source. Um, right. And then in that case, they can also you know, give us a call. Wow. Let's talk about, uh, well, not necessarily how it works, because I guess we kind of hit that, but feel free to, you know, reiterate that. How, how do you uh, uh, attach them to the feeder? Because it looks like on your website, I mean, they can pretty much be attached to really, I guess, any, well, real, any gravity type feeder, right? Um, can you kind of walk us through how that works? Yeah. So we started out with just one model. Um, actually, the only feeder I had, I lived right in the heart of San Antonio. And um, the only feeder I actually had access to, because our land is not anywhere near here, was at a feed store just outside of town, and they had an Atascosa feeder. And so I went and I took measurements. And the way it attaches, uh, it simply, each model is, is designed specific for, for that feeder or for a couple of different feeders. Oh, okay. And it goes on the end of it, and then it bolts on. So there's a mounting frame that actually attaches to the end of the chute and then the hood closes around it but each model is different for each 
protein feeders. So right now we've got about around 12 models that span about 20 different protein feeders. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Do you, uh, do you have any kind of a partnership with the feeder manufacturers or do you just kind of, you're obviously building these just third party to, to attach yeah, to them? I'm, I'm, I've, uh, I've been approached by a couple of different people, but, and I, I tell them the same thing until I really know what it is we have here. Uh-huh. I, I'm kind of reluctant to do that because right now we're with just the attachables. It's one of the few things in this industry that, you know, spans the whole market or mm-hmm. the majority of it. Um, doesn't matter if you have a boss buck feeder out of Scosa Outback. Um, you know, I've got one of the only products that can, that spans this whole market. So I didn't really want to limit myself by just saying, okay, I'm going to partner with one, one particular manufacturer mm-hmm. until, like I said, until I figure out exactly what coon hoods are worth in the market. Right. Right. Sure. No, I think that's, that's smart for sure. Okay. Yeah. And if you're looking at, uh, I'm looking here at your website where you have a good uh, example of each of the feeder types really. I mean, and these are all brand names that everyone, you know, really have heard of and you can see, yeah, how they fit on there. Nice. Yeah. They, yeah. All the, that's the ones they just simply bolt on and, you know, each coon hood attaches in a matter of minutes. Okay. Hayden, tell us about, um, T- tell us about the. Do you manufacture a port? Uh, I, I guess large enough for you know the larger snout game. You know, so if you've got a, you know, if you've got a ranch in the in the Texas Hill Country, and you've got some you know Gemsbach or Oryx or Kudu or you know Tyrannosaurus Rex, whatever the hell they got down there. It's the exotics, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, the exotics, the exactly. prehistoric exotics. Is that... Right, right, yeah, saber tooth tiger, you know that kind of stuff. You know, do, does your do you have a hood that accommodates their large snout, or how does that work? Really, what I, we, we try to do on on the hood is simply ma- match the opening of the existing shoe. Because we okay. don't want to limit, you know, if the manufacturer decided they want a big shoot or small shoot, right. they try to kind of match that size so that it still feeds as intended. And right. uh, there's no issue with, you know, the hoods being too small. So if there's a feeder out there that, that is already uh, designed to feed those larger snouted animals, right? Uh, we can definitely, you know, make a hood that works right. alongside it with the same the same kind of opening dimension so they can sure. stick it through there. Sure. Yeah, you know, the one the one I, I, I always think about is the uh, on the place that we hunt, we use outback feeders. And I know that a handful of years ago they came out with a uh, – um, a larger, a larger port for the again for the for the the big the big animal. So I just was I was curious about that. Yeah, and I've actually I know exactly what you're talking about the the extended part of their their tube that's kind of yep. expanded out that you can add on as an attachment. And I've looked at sure. that, um, but really we we kind of just um, from the beginning we've kind of just fabricated as we see need. So as right. orders come in, we say okay, we're getting a lot of orders for this design. You know, and then then we'll start. You know, and we'll make a model for that feeder, and then right. we have it kind of in an arsenal. And as others come in, if it's a design we don't have yet or something doesn't fit, you know, I'll go ahead and make another design for that. Right. And then, you know, then we figure out, hey, this one also fits this one pretty well, and this one fits that one. So it's constantly growing and evolving. 
Right. But um, we don't really push anything until we we discover that there's a need for it. Sure. Sure. What, as far as obviously, you know, we we know what stops coons. We we've seen the the the, the proof of that. Have, have there been any other critters that have crawled onto feeders that the that your that your product has has stopped from you know from them taking all the protein? I just I'm just curious. I mean, you know, have, has anybody had possums crawling on their feeders or any of your customers? That's kind of what I'm getting at. Well, not that I, you know, not necessarily possums. There have been some accounts of guys that have had squirrels. Okay, and, and yeah. And it kind of works the same way. And then not only squirrels, but um, some of them have birds that would land on top. Oh. We've seen that because that hood moves under their weight, they really just, they're very reluctant to actually land on it because of, you know, it's not a stable foundation for them. Now, with of this, course, when you... When when you say birds, would this be the whistling duck? You ever heard of the whistling duck? Have, have you ever heard of the? I think it's the the black banded whistling duck. Um, they're they're okay. Yeah, they're 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 a duck that lives. Uh, you see them more in South Texas, and it, it's you know being that I, I know we're both members of TexasBowHunter.com, and it's <laughs> it seems like every other week we're seeing a bunch of pictures of. These are black-bellied whistling ducks, just you know, eating people's feeders, you know, to bone dry. And I didn't really? know if they were. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating. And I I didn't know if they were landing on protein feeders as well. I had not seen it, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I hadn't gotten. I haven't seen any accounts of it from any of my customers. But uh, the same way, if it's if it's in any way landing on that shoot, you know, it's going to move out from under them. And the bigger the animal the more effective it is because right. the more it's going to move under their weight. Right. Right. Have you had any, have you had anybody have any experiences yet with bears? I know the bears are becoming, uh, you know, especially in West Texas are becoming, you know, more and more of a thing. Uh, have you had any customers test them out with bears? No, we haven't had any, uh, any run-ins with bears yet. Um, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, just about the integrity of the hood. They look, if you look at them, you know, they're made with sheet metal. Um, right. But it's kind of hard to judge just from the picture, from the video, actually how durable they are. Right. But the thing is, whenever you bend it into that configuration of that hood and you weld it, right. it it's it's a very sturdy, uh, a, a very solid, you know, sure. piece on that feeder. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially uh, if it's welded. I mean, that, that's not going to go yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere, and it's actually really hard to, to bend up even if you try. So um, we have had a couple of customers that have had cows rub up against them and, and stuff uh, like that. I uh, hadn't had a, a bear get after one yet. but um, Okay, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I just was curious. It seems like you're, we're, we're seeing more and more of them uh, every day here in Texas. Of course, you know, the, the other thing is with this, with, with your product, it can – you know, obviously, it, it knows no state line. You know, any protein feeder in the entire country. So that would be in Oklahoma, Arkansas, and you know all the all the other places. So I, I didn't know if they had any bear uh, trials yet. So just was just curious. That would be an interesting yeah, case no, study. <laughs> it really would. You know, it would be uh, it'd be interesting to see how it would how it would react to it. But um, as far as it being able to damage it, unless it was just dead set on trying to do so, right. Uh, it would be very difficult sure. for anything sure. to really, really uh, cause much damage to it. Right. 
Have you figured out uh, on average for someone that has, let's say, a, I don't know, a pretty severe raccoon problem and they're not, you know, they're out there trying to shoot them and whatnot, or, <laughs> but they just can't, you know, make a dent and uh, they're getting to their protein, you know, and they're really, they're really draining their protein. How much or how long it would take to kind of, you know, essentially pay for the coon hood on there. And then beyond that, of course, you're just saving money year oh, wow. after year. Yeah, uh, right. Any idea on like uh, you know, that kind of investment and how that would work? Yeah. So um, actually, and whenever we started this, I had no idea how big of a, a problem raccoons really were for mm-hmm. these feeders um, until some of my customers started reporting back how long their feed had been lasting and then how long it is lasting now, and it's it's consistently over. Uh, 30%, sometimes up to 50% the life of your protein. Wow. Just from the, the way through raccoons. And I've got, you know, I, I, I didn't believe it the first couple of customers that told me. I thought, okay, they're embellishing a little bit. But um, as more and more wow. come back, you know, they're getting roughly twice the life out of the, out of their their feeder. <laughs> and um, so what we've uh, we've researched and stuff is, is on – Average, if you feed protein year-round on just the normal protein, you know, somewhere between 10 and $12 a, a pitch pound bag, you can estimate that for every one coon on your property, you're, you're spending $200 a year to feed that coon. <laughs> wow. I mean, I laugh, but it's sad. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah this, this means war. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a huge problem, and you know a lot of guys I talk to, you know, a lot of them they'll set up their game cams when it comes, you know, hunting season, and they'll put it on their corn feeders, and they see what they got. Um, it's not until here recently that it seems that customers have been, or you know, the market's actually been watching closer on their protein feeders, and of course, right. it, before the you know this big rush in, in game cams over the last. 10 years or so, people had no idea what was, was out there eating. So sure. it makes sense that, uh, you know, relatively unaware of, of how big of an issue this is. You know, that, that is, that is a very, that's a fascinating statement, Hayden. And you're exactly right. I mean, you know, if, if, if you're a, if you're a hunter, uh, you know, and you're just hunting whitetails. Okay. Why, why would you want your game camera running in February in January? You know, I mean, if you're serving, you're you're not out there looking for that that big deer. You know, I, I never even thought about that. So you're you're right. You know, th- there's a good chance there's a ton of fellows out there that have no clue where all their proteins going because you're like you say they don't have a uh, the game camera up. Never thought about that. Yeah, they don't have a year round kind of holistic, if you want to use that word, view of what's going on at that feeder. Sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, it, right. for, in my mind, or the way I do the math really quickly is. Uh, you basically pay for it easily in one season, right? I mean, or, or one, oh, yeah. easily over one year, but then maybe year two or even within one year, you're, it's gravy from there. You know, you're, <laughs> you're saving that $200 per coon from there on, I guess. Yeah, I mean, some guys reported, you know, depending on how much they're actually feeding, you know, if you're feeding a, uh, filling up a 2,000-pound protein feeder, which a lot of these guys that, have leases way off that's kind of their only option is to feed a lot the few times they're there and so um the last thing you want to do is go out there and figure out that uh 
you know, that the whole time it's been unattended and uh, just been ransacked by raccoons. Right, and it's empty. You get out there and, and you get way out there and then you look at your protein feeder and you, you see that it's almost empty and you're like, well, I wasn't planning on a long trip into town on Saturday. Yeah, you know, cutting into your all your fun time or work time that you <laughs> had planned otherwise. Right. You know, that's right. You know, and before you know, if they didn't have a game cam out there, they just assumed the best. Like, hey, these deer are getting getting fed good, and yeah, uh, my money's that's... going where it's supposed to be. And they, that's true. The that's yeah. true. Yeah, you're like, wow, man, this is great. These deer are gonna have been eating all this protein. You know, we'll see what happens this fall, and then they're. <laughs> Sitting out there, and it's like, well, where are all these these massive deer? They should they ate right. all this protein, right? <laughs> but look at these giant oh, dudes. I don't get it. <laughs> oh God, hey, we uh, so we we're we're asked by uh, a lot of uh, feed uh, feed provider manufacturers to to run tests and all that kind of stuff. So I'm constantly thumbing through video and game cameras and uh, whatnot, and, it, and it's funny talking about massive coons. I, I have a picture of one. I have a picture of one that that, that has no neck. Uh, I mean, he looks like he looks like a butterball with the tail. I, I mean, I, I I can't be certain, but I'm pretty sure there's a fat rascal in there somewhere where he's just got to wheel himself to his tree because th- this guy is gigantic, uh, and and he is getting gigantic on uh, on the owner of Rancho Bandito's nickel, which you know. Uh, so it, it it's it's now now it's funny in this particular situation where we're actually throwing protein from a um, from a uh, an all season 600 pound that we've kind of lowered the spin tray. It's, we, we call it our house feeder so we can watch them there during the spring and summer. So uh, th- this guy's got a date with a coon cuff, there's no doubt. But um, <laughs> Well, that's who you make your hat af- out of right there. That's right. Yeah. If you have a big head. Yeah, no, I, no, I, that's, ironically enough, I did. Uh, during the, during, during the uh, football helmet selection period, you're like, oh, you got to go over to the special ones. You know, yeah. I, Custom I helmet. Them. That was awful. It was awful. It was awful, but hey, so you know, hey, I was I was looking at your website a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was looking at the the hood, um, and, and I I don't know if you guys have any data on this, but you know, you you had mentioned kind of what we've always been talking about about the the absentee, you know, uh, lease hunter guy, you know, who who's out there and and really can't get out there every single weekend, you know, and so on and so forth. So talk about protecting investment using the coon hood to prevent the coons from getting on there. Well, one of the things that you know that, that you really can't fight, obviously, is going to be Mother Nature, and, and that being the rain. And as we all know, the rain will, you know, in the traditional protein feeder, it, it'll just gum it up something terrible, you know. Um, and it, have, have you found that your hood actually kind of shelters the protein a little bit? Actually, I I hadn't found that myself. Customers have reported that to me, and actually multiple customers have actually come back and said, hey, you know what, it actually works pretty well as a rain guard as well. Um, really? You okay. know, coming in the way it comes off the front of that hood. Yeah. And so it does, you know, somewhat aid in in the end of your shoot getting wet and, you know, all right. the protein getting clogged. Another right. thing is, and this is specific actually to, um, our feeders, which we can talk about a little bit, and a little, hopefully in a little while. But yeah. um, one of the features that we've actually built into the the coon hoods on our feeders is they have an extra little hole that allows you to push those down, and you can run either a piece of wire or an all thread 
through that hole and it actually keeps it in the locked position. So uh. either if it's uh, off season and you don't want to, you know, feed, but you have half a, a feeder left or if you know there's going to be a lot of rain coming, you can actually lock those hoods in the down position uh. and completely shut off all access altogether. Very cool. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Well, th- this is a good. This is a good segue. Tell us. Yeah. I I, I noticed your protein fear. I think I saw it on, on Texas Bowhunter. Uh, talk to us about. It. Yeah. So uh, we've actually just started these this year. Um, I guess November was our kind of our our actually beginning point. We we're trying to get into the everything running by February of this year when protein season really gets going. Um, and so we've we've started these. Uh, we got a 1,000 and a 2,000 pound uh, gravity feeder that, of course, come standard with the coot hoods already attached. And now, what's really great about these right now, and what we are willing to admit, is the market doesn't really understand what coot hoods are and still doesn't see the value in that. So these are actually priced um, competitive with any other feeder in the market. And essentially, the coot hoods on it are free because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the guys searching different protein feeders, um, you know, we just don't want the bottom line to be to undercut us before they even start figuring out the value in the coot hoods. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, it's a good little uh, tip in there. Anyone listening, you know, get, get them now while you, while you can. <laughs> I'm sure they'll eventually yeah. get pretty popular to where that price may go up in the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when people realize uh, what value they're getting there. Oh, for sure. Right. As, as, as people start realizing, you know, how much value are in the cool hoods, they'll probably be priced a little more as such. But, yeah, for right now, we're just trying to get as many cool hoods in any model or any fashion we can out to as many people as we can. So All that's right. kind of our goal right now and. and the, the feeders are evidence of that in their price point at this time. Right. Okay. Great. How has the um yeah, I, I, I so I spend um quite a bit of time on, on TexasBowhunter.com. Uh funny enough, I, I actually don't bow hunt, but uh it it's become kind of an addiction for me actually and so, you know, the first part of being addicted to something is admitting you have a problem, and, and I do. And I, I've been looking at Texas Bowhunter literally every single day since February 2009. Uh, it, it's crazy. So, uh, obviously, just an outstanding group of folks there, uh, a real kind of tight-knit community. And I, I hate using that word, but it's true. Um, what, what's been your experience being an advertiser there? Is that, has it been pretty positive? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, Texas Bowhunter has been huge in, in helping really, you know, to push the product to, you know, as many people as we have so far, but to help troubleshoot and, and understand every aspect of what everyone sees. You know, the Texas Bowhunter mm-hmm. community is very vocal. Uh, they're very good about um, understanding, you know, really what's going to make a product succeed. And if you pay enough attention, there's enough knowledge on that site amongst all those people. It's it's a really great source. And um, luckily, when I kind of started, I was uh, smart enough to to realize that I don't have all the answers, but enough people in the industry, you know, looking at the same thing, right. eventually will have the answers. And it's helped a lot. Like I said, not only in in getting the product out there, but refining the product to 
to work even better than originally designed. Right, right, and it, it's it's funny because when when I when I first saw your product, I immediately th- this was before you had signed up for uh, textbowhunter.com. I immediately thought, I said, "Oh man, <laughs> this guy, this guy has got to get on on this website because you know a lot of the guys kind of fit the fit the profile." You know, I mean, for, well, first, if you have a if you have a protein, if you have a, a free choice deer protein feeder, you need a coon hood. That, that's just that's just the bottom line, but. If you have a free choice deer protein feeder and, you know, you're six or seven hours away and you can't get out there but every two months, if that, oh, man, yeah. you really <laughs> need a coon cuff. You need a coon cuff or coon, uh, coon hood, excuse me. Well, you need those too. But you, you need a coon hood to protect the, to protect your protein, you know, potentially from the rain, obviously from predation from the coons. Uh, you know, talk about protecting your investment. And, and I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. What what a, what a great market to, to advertise to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really has been. I can't say enough about that community. They're really good. And the, the great thing about this market is uh, it, it's an educated, um, you know, very intelligent market. So luckily, you know, I've been doing all the designs and everything with the business right. and uh, have just – what little I have, just been able to throw it out there. And this market's actually, you know, intelligent enough to just educate themselves, and the coon hoods just kind of sell themselves, which is great because, oh. you know, I haven't had the sales force that some of these other big manufacturers have had. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah, needless to say, when you've got something that works, and, and, and really all, all it takes to, to, you know, at least for me, all it took to, to, to convince me of it was to see the, uh, in one of the videos you have on your, your site and just to watch the, the, the frustration of, of these little coons trying to, <laughs> try to get the feed was, I mean, it was music to my ears. I'm like, oh, what, what now? What now? What, do you like that? Well, that's frustrating. Can't get it. Can't get it. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> You can't eat my uh, money. Yeah, it was, That's great. Uh, it was uh, it, it was quite an experience running that test. You know, we actually had a um, well, I, like I said, I grew up in Northwest Texas in Dawson County, and it's like all cotton country. Yeah. And when I told my dad about this, he's been right there beside me the whole time, and he said, uh, "I said I, I really need to test this. I got to set up a test, and I don't want to just throw it out there because." You know, I don't want them to give up and walk away, and I don't want to be testing for a year. I yeah. want a test. I need to know if this thing is going to work, and I should invest in it, or it's right. not, and I can take it aside and go on to something else. So he said, well, yeah. uh, he had an idea, and I went out there, and he had turned out, uh, turned over one of these old cotton trailers. Yeah. Um, and uh, we ended up filling it with raccoons. I think at one time, <laughs> we had like six raccoons stuffed in there. Of course, we... This is before one calls anybody on me. We did have written permission from Texas Parks and Wildlife on it. Oh, good. We had we had a, about I think up to six at one time. Right. And as I said in the video, they, they weren't starved, but they were definitely motivated. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't really have anywhere else to go. I wasn't going to let them die, but I wanted to see if they could eat it if they had to. Uh, and, Jimmy, have you have you seen the video? Yeah, it's great. It, it's God, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So anyway, after you know, I I really wanted to know. I mean, I talked to these guys that are worried about investing a couple hundred bucks. And I said, listen, you know, I made the decision to invest a lot more than that, 
you know, trusting that this thing worked. And sure. I only did that after my own testing. Sure. But it, it was it was fun, you know, watching them for however many days or weeks we had them in there. But yeah, uh, as you said, they're just you could see the frustration in them. And, uh, that's great. Uh, more importantly, you could see how effective they really were. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a great video, and it, it's just it, it makes a real statement, you know, especially the fact that that that, that they're there, you know. I mean, it'd be like testing it at a zoo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. So what what's uh, what what's in the future? Any other products in store? What's kind of the you know the future for you guys? Well, um, some people have asked about corn feeders and varying from from the protein and. Like I tell them, I said, until I can figure out a way to make the corn feeder or whatever it is better, I'm right. not going to jump in there. It'll be a, a small fish in that big sea. Right. You, know, you had a, a guy from Spintech on a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. between Spintech, the new design for that judge-style feeder, and the eliminator spin plate, right. they kind of got the corn figured out, I mean, as, as good as it's going to get in right. my mind. Um, I've got some other ideas as far as protein goes. and. Uh, for right now, we're just kind of seeing what what Coonhood can become and what it's going to do. But like I said, until we can uh, develop a niche or in some way improve on a market, uh, we won't be entering into anything, you know, that we don't already have an advantage in. Sure. But well, you well, you got a great it. product for the for the protein feeders. Oh, no man. question about that. <laughs> And uh, I, like Richard said, you know, anyone who has a, who has one needs one, and then especially if you're driving a long distance to get out to your yes. feeders, you need definitely definitely need them. <laughs> Where can they yeah. find them? Well, so uh, that's also been a struggle, is uh, and one I really didn't anticipate. But for some strange reason, dealers that sell protein. I have a hard time wanting to sell food in it. Oh, my gosh. I never thought about that. Yeah. I've I've actually had a couple at least be honest enough to tell me that, you know, it it doesn't take too much math to realize the money that customers are saving on protein, where it's coming from. And I can't blame them. I know they're trying to make a living as well. Sure. But um, And so I'm not going to badmouth anyone else that chooses not to deal the product. But I will say that um, for the dealers that we do have set up, it's just a testimony to those of what they think about their customers and, and what they're really in business for. So, exactly. um, I mean, you know, even if you aren't buying Coonhood product, you know, these guys obviously care about their, their customers. So right, um, right now for 2019, we've got um, Hoff Powers and Lamp Ranch and Supply, and then Junction Warehouse Company, and um, then if neither of those are close to you or they don't have a model that you would want, still the best way is to contact me directly through the site. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We can ship and deliver. Yeah. We will do our best to help you out online as well. You know, that's what what we're here for. So uh, we'll figure something out. To help you out with her, um, starting with this podcast, of course. Cause, yep. uh, yeah, I was, I was excited to hear that someone wanted to talk about Kuna. I've talked about it so much to my wife and family that 
They, uh, they've all but banned the word coonhood in the house. So. Right. <laughs> uh, I was excited to, you know, anyone else that wants to hear about it, I'll talk about it. Well, great. Awesome. <laughs> Well, uh, like I said, you know, we're we're here for you to help you out, uh, do what we can, and uh, I I just say, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast tonight, and uh, we really want to stay in touch with you, and you know, we'll work with you going forward, and uh, we'll do another one of these uh, really soon. Uh, anything else you want to run across our uh, our listeners, or and while you're at it. Uh, Go ahead and give out your website uh, and any other you know social media links or social media sites and that type of thing. Yeah, our our website is www.coonhood.com, C-O-O-N-H-O-O-D. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, backslash Coonhood, and then as you said on Texas Bowhunter, uh, I'm always on there. Or you can see a. Uh, quite a few different customers that have actually experienced the coon hoods firsthand on there as well. Uh, and then also I'd say anyone else that has coon hoods, send us your pictures, send us your video, uh, send us your results. Cause you know, that, that's what helps us more than anything is, of getting the word out. It's just getting, you know, some kind of reputable um, results. And, right, and right. No Testimonials and yeah, definitely. Real world results, no right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So. All right. Well, uh, well, definitely appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you very much again for coming on, and uh, let's stay in touch about how we can help each other out, how what we can do for you. And uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I, and I'll just say I love the name. It's it's oh, great. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's per. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. perfect. I. I <laughs> You know, a lot of people have asked about the name. Some people are kind of uncomfortable about it. If if you're a fabricator and you see the way this thing works, a hood is the perfect way to describe yeah. it because it looks oh, exactly yeah. like a welding head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's then, it's a perfect name. It's, it's a, I think it's a perfect name. So. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of grabs attention. I don't know. It wasn't ever meant to be anything derogatory. No. Like that. Oh, God. But, hey, I, yeah. I understand where, you're, where you might – but, you know – I could say a lot about those people that you know go to go there, but I won't. I'll just say I love the name. <laughs> keep oh, it. Oh yeah, perfect yeah, brand. Keep it up. Keep it perfect up. Perfect branding for what you're doing, and yep. uh, and yeah, well, we will stay in touch. So thank you very much, Hayden, uh, for joining us on the Feed Bandit podcast. All right, thank you, guys. I look forward oh. to hearing from you again. All right, sounds good. You take care. All right, well, folks, that was uh, Hayden Popno, owner of Coonhood. I uh, really hoped you enjoyed that one. I know I did because, uh, you know, like I said at the very beginning, it was uh, deals with a little animal that's near and dear to us. <laughs> I see that little brand every day. I tell you what, that's exactly where, where you know, our, our brand came from, right, Richard? I mean, it was yeah. uh, we're thinking about, you know, we want to help people out like Hayden, you know, get out there, get out to the, the hunting community. And, you know, but part of that is, you know, a lot of times we gotta we have to search for, for search for people that have these yeah. great products. Oh yeah, you know, just starting out, you know, really trying to make a name and really trying to get their product out in front of people. Right. So it just occurred to us. It was like, well, hell, well, who else does that? I, I mean, right. <laughs> essentially, the, the raccoon, right? I mean, right. <laughs> always oh, finding your feed. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There, there's no doubt. And and Hayden's, um, you know, the, the coon hood product is yet. Uh, another outstanding example of you know of a guy who who put it all out in the line uh, to solve a huge problem. 
Um, and boy, this this is this, I mean, this protein consumption uh, or by the coons that is, you know, and not and not the intended target is a huge problem. Um, and so, yeah, I just you know, good luck to him, and uh, I, I think it's a great product. And, and as we said, you know, we're going to do everything we can to support it because this is this is really cool. I love it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, just like it, like we talked about, also just quickly doing the math. I mean, it it'll pay for itself really fast. <laughs> to where, yeah, for sure. Well, and bit. that's the re- one of the reasons why I have you on here is because me quickly <laughs> and math never went together. You guys are. Well, the square root of a coon's weight times the <laughs> length of his tail. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really following you here, but I'll take your word for it. But no, nah, joking, of course. It, <laughs> it, 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 it is amazing uh, how much they um, how much they waste. Uh, I mean, the, the proof's right there, folks, you know? Oh, it's um, crazy. Yeah. It really is. It really is. And, and uh, you know, hopefully everybody listening here will, will tune in this weekend. I'm going to try to go get that little butter ball with the cute little tail. I mean, he is... He is a gigantic coon, so I'm I'm hoping to get him, and get him this weekend. We'll see. And are you going? You, you, seriously, uh, clean him. <laughs> get get that. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, oh, maybe. Yeah, I would try. Uh, well, hey, you're come on, son. You're you're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome to come and see the the cleaning station is, is lonely. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. We'd have to hang him up on the on the. Uh, <laughs> Is he that big? That's right. That's right. I wish that that would be interesting. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, that was uh, again. That was Hayden Popno, owner of Coonhood. Yep. Uh, so y'all, everybody out there, please go check him out uh, over at Coonhood dot com. Uh, there you can see all his products, especially the Coonhood, and now he has their uh, Coonhood feeder with the actual hood already built onto it. And you heard him talk about how uh, it's the feeder with the hood itself is actually priced uh, comparable to really any of the, uh, the, you know, the bigger feeders out there to uh, uh, without that hood. Right. So, uh, I mean, right now is really probably the time to go up. Not probably. It is the time to go out there and uh, order a few of those from him, uh, you know, before uh, the, the masses, if you will, uh, really realize the, the value of this thing. And you're talking yep. Several hundred dollars more on top of you know probably because it sure. hell it even be worth it then but yeah <laughs> now I, I mean if if you're basically getting the hoods for free t- now's the time to do it so uh, check them out over there at coonhood.com and I think you said Facebook slash coonhood or just at coonhood on on Facebook yeah follow follow him there and see what he's got cooking up oh and folks uh, don't forget to text the word bandit to three four five three, four, five, and that'll allow you to get on our email list where you'll get awesome deals on new and innovative hunting products and services delivered straight to your inbox. Uh, so as we run across them, we'll let you know of some of the neat deals that are out there. So text BANDIT to three, four, five, three, four, five, uh, if you are interested in uh, hearing about some of these deals. So uh, I think that's, that's all I got for this one. Uh, you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. All right. Well, awesome. Well, uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening to this uh, episode of the Feed Bandit podcast. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, you had a good time, Corn Bandit? Well, or should I say uh, Protein Bandit? No. Yes. I this yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely more appropriate. Oh, I, are you kidding me? I love doing it. <laughs> awesome. Good time. Awesome. Well, along that note, uh, we look forward to having another good time on the next episode. So everyone out there, take care. 
Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you want to find new and innovative hunting gear and service providers not typically offered through the traditional big box hunting stores, come on over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com join. When you join, as a bonus, you'll get our entertaining free e-guide of unique hunting tips and tricks. And a reminder to all you small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space, if you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the FeedBandit podcast, please let us know. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Go to feedbandit.com promote. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a rating and review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Go to feedbandit.com slash iTunes. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time, please remember to support your local feed store.